What does PJ stand for? Whatever you want. I'll get back to you on that. Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman. And I am Gloria Eckerman. Do, do you ever listen to our episodes? or Sometimes. Okay, I don't. <laughs> I, I, yes, I do. I, I don't know if it's just because I don't. I just saw you jazzing to the music and you don't have the headphones on. Because <laughs> I know what it sounds like. <laughs> so, I wasn't sure. Like Anyway, this week we're talking about Season 7, Episode 3. And season seven, uh, I wrote down episode three. <laughs> <laughs> episode uh, six. Episode six. Because last week we did season seven, episode four and five. So today um, we're doing three and six. Three and six. Because four and five were a, a one hour thing, and so we're doing the others. And we're going to try and not, and not talk too loud or laugh too hard because Ryan is sleeping right on the other side of the wall <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna start right away with with what are, lil lil just, just called lil yeah no that's season seven down. episode three lil yeah. that's it i like this episode because it's for us older people <laughs> i mean younger people <laughs> that are older um this episode has colonel lillian rayborn coming to visit and she's more colonel potter's age so it's a it's kind of you see the mesh of Colonel Potter and her and the jealousy of Radar, but also mm -hmm. as you commented, Hawkeye's obsessed with finding out what BJ stands for <laughs> in BJ Honeycut. Yeah, which when Colonel Rayburn shows up, she asks him directly, "What does BJ stand for?" And he says, "Whatever you want." Whatever you want, <laughs> right? Which we find out later. Is stands for BJ. Right. <laughs> comes from my mother B, B Honeycut and my father J Honeycut. BJ. Oh, now yeah, I get, I get it, it. Hawkeye says that makes perfect sense. You really it. expect me to believe that? That would be funny though if it, someone married a B. That's a mm -hmm. normal name and J. I knew a teacher in Plymouth who was called. His name was J. Yeah, I know a lot of J J A Y J. So yeah. Yeah, and B like B, B Arthur, Arthur yeah. and B mm -hmm. you know, Aunt B. And <clears throat> yeah. So what's well, that could be very mm -hmm. well be. Um, I like the how when Colonel Potter got together with Colonel Lil, they just had a lot in common. They yeah. had they knew the same songs. They had, you know, so they went off together and they sang and they talked about things that were important to both of them. Because there is, I know people say age is just a number, but there is things that you grow up with that become a part of you. Yeah. Um, there are experiences. There are experiences that only you at that age can understand. Mm-hmm. So Radar gets extremely jealous. He keeps reminding Colonel Potter of Mrs. Potter. Well, and, you know, I... You say jealous, and I can understand that, because somebody else is kind of taking up that companion role to Colonel Potter other than Radar, but I also think that it's protective, because Protect because we see, um, what is it, Colonel, is it, um, I 
can't remember the name of the episode. It's with Colonel Blake, and where he comes back from Tokyo, I think, and says, it's the big L, L-U-V, oh, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. and he thinks he's falling. That's his little cheerleader. Yeah, this 20-year-old whatever, and his wife conveniently calls him at just the right moment, but it's Radar, mm-hmm. because Radar's looking out for him. And, right. I, and I think we're seeing some of the same here. Right, except he had a little less integrity yeah, no. than what Colonel Potter has. Yes. He had a few other um, yes, Colonel Blake, friends. Yes, Colonel Blake was a little bit different than what Radar is, or what, what right, Colonel, Colonel Potter, Potter is. You're absolutely right, yeah. It was fun, though, also seeing the, the uncomfortable Margaret around Colonel mm. Lillian. Um... Lil. She Lil. wanted everyone to call her Lil, so mm-hmm. we'll just call her Lil. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Margaret's so used to Army, mm-hmm. and I think she expected her to be Army. Yeah, but she was not. She was not Army. She wanted Margaret to call her Lil. She she could drink with the men, and mm-hmm. she was just one of the guys. Yeah. Well, she was a career Army. She right. was career Army, and that's... Don't you find it unusual, though, to see career army that's loosened up, you know, that isn't strict and Margaret-esque, I, you know? Or is she so far up that she doesn't have to worry about that little stuff anymore? I would guess the latter. Yeah. You know. Because I'm sure she was <clears throat> tough in her day <clears throat> and understands where Margaret's coming from. Yeah, but I think Colonel, I think Colonel's as far as she plans to make it. Right. <laughs> so but, but for a woman, it really is. It's harder because if you're tough and then you're the B word, you know. You're yeah. and if you're soft, then you're you can't handle the job. You know. Yeah. You hear that a lot now with the elections going on. And, and you know, it kind of reminds me of something that Laura um, has mentioned to me that at her work, you dress for the job you want. Well, some people are where they want, so they just wear jeans and a t-shirt all the time uh-huh. because. That's what they want to be. <laughs> I'm here. I've arrived. And I think that's what Lil has come to. I'm, I'm where I am. I get to be who I am. And I don't have to prove myself to anyone anymore. Yep. yep. You know, and a lot of What the, a great place to be in life. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> you know, and like she says, who wouldn't want a woman with a pension? Come on. <laughs> A good-looking one, too. Yeah. And then she gave the compliment back to Margaret, mm-hmm. saying, yes, you understand, because she she's a good-looking woman with a pension. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, they, they get each other. They're on the same level. And it's interesting to see that, that counterbalance where they are. You know, they're both in charge of nursing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colonel Lillian Rayburn is in charge of all nursing, which we see a couple of different people like her. So that's why she's going from mash to mash, just checking out the situation. And, mm-hmm. and Margaret is in charge of in charge of her nursing, but Margaret is still climbing the ladder. Up. Yeah, she's still climbing the ladder. She's still she still has to pull in the reins and keep things tight. Right. Whereas Colonel Rayburn doesn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I do love. The interaction between her and uh, Colonel Potter. Yeah, I do too. Be, you know, first of all, just putting myself in his place, being 
30 years probably older because he's going to retire after this right you know he's and with all the gray hair he's got to be in his 60s i would think at least that's how i'm picturing him because he's I, a grandfather so too, yeah and he's going to retire to be with people 30 years plus younger than you all the time all the time and just your taste in music would be different your taste in entertainment Oops. yeah everything yeah, everything and to have someone you know like you had said who has the same likes the same experiences that would just that would have to be amazing and the same memories you remember yeah. things from like mash yeah and watching it like mm -hmm. we have different perspectives because i have seen them all at their original air dates where you have seen them all yeah on dvds mm -hmm. so we they're different experiences because yeah. i've seen them actually in the 70s where yeah. we've seen them yeah and right. you know for me okay so this also takes me to those defining moments in history um for a lot of people who are still alive a defining moment is hearing jfk was shot oh, yeah. i wasn't around for that my defining moment is where were you on september 11th, 11th. Yeah, i was just gonna say you know and like for me it's i was in high school i'm sorry everyone who is listening i am sorry that is my age i was in high school but then i work with people who were in elementary school or middle school and i'm like go home <laughs> you don't belong here. my child was in high school so my thought yeah. was to go get her from school that yeah. was because i worked at school mm -hmm. and a lot of parents came to get their kids yeah and you know it, i was surprised by that because my that wouldn't have been my first thought i mm -hmm. would have thought but but you know you you have those defining moments right. and those are 9-11 is definitely a defining moment. And just to try and put in context, that's an event. That is a signpost in history. That is something that anyone alive knows. Colonel Potter would have been cognizant of World War One. Right. Lil would have been cognizant of World War One. They would have known about these events. They would have lived them. And the medical people, staff... They just read about them. Yeah. You know, if... If they were alive, they were probably too young to know. Right. So, I Great can't... to have that camaraderie, that, mm -hmm. that friendship of someone your own age. And then Lil just tries to take it... To the next level, where that's what I think Radar's concern was, because he was very excited to hear that Colonel Potter was sleeping in his own bed. Mm-hmm. And you know, what? what is Potter's response to Lil's advances? Oh, I just love what he said. Mm -hmm. um, I, have, I wrote it down, but I have to figure out where it is. So, you know, he's relating... If I were ever tempted, it would be you. Mm -hmm. Or it would be now. Yeah, because so. again, they have this bond. Right. This camaraderie bond. and. But that was such an elegant thing to say because mm -hmm. it, it let her off without her feeling used or like well and sleazy well and they and lead up to it too you know he says right. i'm sorry that i gave you the wrong impression and she says i don't just jump in bed with every man and then he comes back with like you yeah. said that quote and yeah it's it great that very tasteful very 
very, I'm sorry, but elderly and wise because as we age, we learn a little more patience. Mm -hmm. I, I have much more patience with my grandchild now than I did with my own children. <laughs> we appreciate that. You know, I'm just saying yeah. I could sit with her forever where with my own children, I had too much going on in my life. To, mm -hmm. You learn that with age. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. Um, a couple other things. I, I wonder if this episode is right after the red episode, the one that was called um, Peace on Us, because we do see BJ wearing his red suspenders. Oh. And did they come from the episode Peace on Us when everyone dressed in red at the end for, oh. for um, Hawkeye? Okay. Just wondering if he just couldn't give up that piece of color. You know, I I don't know. I don't think he wore red suspenders. I thought but everyone had, a lot of people had red suspenders on. Oh, they definitely had a lot of red on. Right. And I like that theory, though, that that was him taking on what Hawkeye had put into put the camp of a little color. bit. Color. Yeah. Some color other than green. I like or that. Or whatever they called it. Mm -hmm. They didn't say green. They said army green, maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. And, yeah, with BJ, it, very simple B story. Just, what does BJ <laughs> stand for? And this is the closest we come, I think, to hearing an actual answer. And it's just, it's BJ. My mom was B Honeycutt. My dad was J Honeycutt. <laughs> All right. BJ. That's but it. Hawkeye does not buy it. He doesn't believe it. He's. I think he's going to continue the search. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we ever see that on screen. No, I so don't. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with BJ just being BJ. Honestly. I don't know about you. And I love how... Back, not to bring it back to Lil again, but... Well, how she was a big part of the story. Potter talked to Radar at the end. Because Radar mm. was so excited to hear that he was sleeping in his own tent. And he said, you know... And he explained that it was great to get together with someone of his own generation. Mm -hmm. And then he ended with, but I married the one I love. Yeah. I met, I, I met a couple, you know, great girls, mm -hmm. but I married the one I love. Yeah. So his marriage means something to him, is what he was saying. And, you know, I'm still trying to figure out when I watch that scene, because I've seen it a lot. And it means different things at different points in my life. I'm trying to figure out if Potter realized why Radar was so concerned and I'm trying to put myself in Potter's shoes and decide if any of that was for Radar's benefit that's what the way I took it or was it simply Potter telling saying Potter. these telling Potter yeah because it could go either way it could go either way it but, could but as the omniscient um, as the omniscient audience we don't know right we we can't know exactly unless they specifically say oh i didn't know you knew that we know everything so we can't relate to which one of the two realities but um i think it would be i think it's interesting to put myself in the mind space of potter not knowing and explaining this to himself right could have worked either way, now that you say it. My, my initial thought was that he was explaining it because I knew the whole story. Right. But when you say that, I think, did he know what Radar was going through? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, because I think he might have been too much in his own mind space. Right. Coming right from Lil's 
into radar to arrange uh, uh, Lil's wake up call. Yeah. And, and so I kind of think he was in his own mind space and just saying it for his own benefit, which is still cool and I like it. It just has a different meaning when you watch it with that understanding. So. Can I just have one more thing in my notes? I don't know if yeah. you have, but she did mention that this is not a war, it's a police action. Is that something they would have said back then? Probably. Like, okay. So it wasn't. I knew it. We call it a police action now, and it's not considered a war, and it should be a war. But is that something they knew back then already that it wasn't a war? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. a, a war okay. is a war is only something that's declared by Congress. Okay. And this was never declared by Congress to be a war. All right. So it had to be called something. <laughs> it just shocked me when she said that because I thought that was something that we said like later mm. in on. Okay, they would have said it then. Yeah. I'm sure. Because, again, you know, like, if you remember, for World War II, um, there's the very, very famous, I think it's actually a video clip, of, um, of, of, um, oh, goodness. Now I can't think of his name. Goodness. And I say it in the next episode, where the president at the time uh, called on Congress to declare war. In the next episode, uh, Hawkeye tells Charles that um, that his parents voted for the the one Democratic president four times, and that got a little bit under Winchester's skin for reasons we'll get to. Do but we, we want to go right into next. We or could, do we have yeah. other ones? No, I really don't have anything else. Goes. Um, well, we'll just wrap after, up with yeah. uh, with the cast. Uh, we had Carmen Matthews as Colonel Lillian Rayburn. Carmen Matthews, interesting. Uh, with uncredited appearances by Jennifer Davis as Lieutenant Jennifer, Laurie Bates as Lieutenant Laurie, and Sherry Saba as Nurse Sherry. The production code was T406. The writer was Sheldon Bull. The director was Burt Metcalf, and this originally aired October 2nd, 1915. 78. Also worth mentioning is this occurs before uh, Our Finest Hour, which they pinpointed in October, and this they specifically state it's September. Okay. So this um, is supposed to have happened before, despite the fact that I think it was filmed after they actually... Uh, again, this is attack in time where it's like this is where it is right here. All right, uh, season seven, episode three, the Billfold Syndrome. Six. Episode six. Thank you. I have that wrong on my sheet still. Episode six. This is why we have co-hosts. Lori is right. It's so rare that I get to correct Chris <laughs> that I am not missing that opportunity. I don't blame you. <laughs> episode six. <laughs> <laughs> the billfold syndrome. It's usually me being corrected, so. Basically, <laughs> the, the two storylines. First, uh, we have Charles, and I'm going to say it this way because the other one kind of takes up the second half of the episode. We have Charles, who gets a telegram from home telling him that he's missed out on being chief of, I want to say, it's thoracic surgery. But then another part of me is doubting that and saying cardiac surgery. Thoracic surgery. Chief of thoracic surgery at Boston Hospital. Jesus. 
and um, he blames it on being stuck at the 4077. And everybody tries to be sympathetic, but he's not having any of it, and he's mad at the world. And he basically says, I'm taking a vow of silence until I'm out of here. Which BJ and Hawkeye take as a challenge, and so they come up with a scheme to get him to talk. We'll come back to that. Uh, the other plot, the B plot, is that there's this medic from a unit, uh, Sergeant. Really, they're both A plots. <laughs> Sergeant Jerry Nielsen, and we see him come in with one bus, and he does a great job as a medic, and he wants to go into OR to watch the doctors work, which I can understand. As a medic, you would want to be able to do better. And this is one way to do it, to see what the actual doctors do. So maybe you can take some of that and apply it in the field. He comes into MASH a second time in the episode, and when he does that time, uh, Hawkeye makes a comment, it looks like these guys put their bandages on themselves. What's going on, Jerry? And Jerry comes over to him and picks up his dog tag and says, Can you tell me something? Is this me? And so he has what Sidney Friedman, who ends up coming to MASH for this episode, refers to as the Billfold Syndrome. He can't remember who he is. Something traumatic happened to him in the field, and he's dealing with it by not dealing with it. He's repressing it. And they do some hypnosis, find out what's wrong, and they figure out that Jerry's younger brother, Stevie who was in the same unit, died in an attack. And that's what caused Jerry to have situational amnesia. Charles, after all this, uh, BJ and Hawkeye get radar to make a fake telegram for Charles from Boston General that says... Never mind, we were wrong. You've been named chief of cardiac surgery. You can have the job whenever you come back. And That's important to your line of duty. Yeah. And yeah, so service. they all meet up in the O Club, and Charles starts to mouth off, to basically mouth off in the Charles way to BJ and Hawkeye about, you see that? Do you see that? It, it says right there, Boston Hospital, right there. You are chief of cardiac surgery, so we there. know that. You read my telegram? Nope, we did not write, read your telegram. We wrote it. We wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> and Charles proceeds to spray them with an open bottle of beer, which I thought was quite a feat, so that's interesting. But that, those are the two basic plots that are going on in this episode. Oh, I like when they kept asking why he's angry, and then they said, Major, why do you have a case of colic? I never heard that. Instead yeah. of saying, why are you crabby or why, yeah. why are you having a case of colic? Be and I just thought that yeah. was such an adorable way to ask someone why they're angry. Before he blows up the noir and, oh, yeah. and, and says, because I'm here, I'm, I wasn't named chief. chief right. Of, yeah. Yep, yep. They were trying to get him, and he didn't tell at first. He was—you yeah. could just see how angry he was. Mm -hmm. Everything he said was disdain out of his mouth. So yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Um, Leave me alone. Yeah. Never talk to me again. These 
are my last yes. words. No, these. Never, <laughs> ever will I talk to you cretins again. Oh, goody, goody, goody. <laughs> why would you say that to me, Dan? I don't know. I mean, it's... That's... You're, you're asking for it. Yeah. A verbal challenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I'm stop sorry. that. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm yawning. I have a question. Yeah. Before yeah. we get into the deep part of the... the yeah. Why was Klinger bartender? So let's add that to his list of things that he does. Yeah, I... <laughs> Maybe it's some Usually extra it's pay. Igor or yeah. Well, at first it was Mr. Kwok. Yeah. Kwong. And then it was the lady, the um, Rosie, mm. or I think it's her later. It's it, Rosie's mm. bar. Oh, that's that's Rosie's, from bar. Rosie's bar. Oh, that's the old club is club. separate. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's who I was thinking of, though. Which, okay. by the way, if having two bars that close to each other ever seems weird to you. <laughs> you're obviously not from Wisconsin yeah when I grew up I grew up within three blocks of three bars so just saying just walk down Wisconsin Avenue yeah and a couple of them closed so yeah just yeah. saying if if that many bars and that where I grew up we had a bar across from a church <laughs> there's always a bar across from the church <laughs> so um anyway just had that question I, yeah now, the other part though is so deep it's oh about jerry yeah yeah it you know you you see him there not knowing who he is and they call sydney down because the doctors know jerry they know him personally you get that out of their first interaction which is probably the reason we get that in the episode right and when he comes in and he just the actor look on his face. Kevin Gear does this wonderful job yeah, he of this kind of I'm going to use the term vapid just kind of empty stare of having his mind emptied it just then when it came back to him he did an awesome job also mm -hmm. of you could feel him remembering the mm -hmm. death of his brother and he didn't get out of the bunker. No, and it just... This actor did such a great job of <laughs> of having amnesia, in my opinion. It was really you touching. you want to come on our, our little um, yeah. podcast and tell us about it, we would love to hear you. Kevin okay, here. you know me, I like yeah. to try oh, to yeah. get someone. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when, you know, when he was on the bus and... You saw Hawkeye talking to him. I mean, I don't know what the lighting was like, but, like, his eyes were wide. And it just... He had this stare, like, I don't know where I am. And you got that feeling from him. And immediately, um, the doctors in the scene understood what was going on. Yeah, and they could know, tell right away. You know, they're doing triage on the bus, but they take a minute to look at Jerry this guy that they know and Potter comes on and says we need to get going what's the hold up and Hawkeye says it's Jerry he can't remember who he is and so Potter orders or Potter asks to get Sydney down there I don't think he would be able to order but so they get Sydney down and Sydney talks to Jerry and 
you know, decides, okay, we're going to try hypnosis. We're going to try and put this kid under hypnosis and recreate the events of the night that led him to losing his memory. And it's interesting because basically they were just providing... Background noise. Yeah. And actually Hawkeye and BJ have to ask Sydney, what do I do? Because a couple of times Jerry says, where's my kid brother? Where's Stevie? And he's like, just answer how you would answer. Uh, and Hawkeye, no, no, we haven't seen him. And Jerry's saying, Stevie, where? Stevie, where are you? Oh, you, you, could, you just, you knew what happened. Lieutenant, you know, have you seen Stevie? Yeah, and, you know, Sydney points at BJ. What do I say? Damn it, Lieutenant, tell me! Have you seen I Stevie? Seen I haven't seen him. I've got to find him. Oh, I told mom I would look after him. And he did mention earlier, I'm too, how he couldn't go to, um, on to school because he provided for his family. Mm -hmm. So you know immediately that he doesn't probably have a father. He provided for his mother and other kids. So he was kind of the lead mm -hmm. of the family. So you learn that early on. Mm -hmm. So you knew it was his job to watch over and well, then it's a lot to put on a little kid because the guy had to be what 19 mm -hmm, 18 yeah and then you hear sydney steve or uh, jerry we've looked everywhere we can't find stevie what happened to him oh no stevie no and the again this actor just did such a brilliant job in my opinion of putting emotion into the character and yeah then, you know, Sydney tells him, Jerry, we need you to remember. It's important that you remember. I'm going to count to three, and when you do, you're going to wake up, and you're going to remember all of these things, and we're going to talk about them. We'll get you through them. And we'll get you through it. And, you know, then he wakes up, and all of a sudden, he remembers, and he just breaks Sobs down. Sobs into Sydney's yeah. arms. Yeah. And then they could deal with it. Yeah. And we don't see the aftermath, but that's that's enough. We do see the aftermath, though, of Charles Emerson <laughs> Winchester very angry over the fact oh, that they played oh, him to it, get him to talk. He was war. not a happy camper. It's wonderful, because he... He gave them a... He got even. <laughs> well, he said, here's a... What is that called? A, He's, a letter... A, Oh, this is from before my time. I know. I can't think of it. Gentlemen, a telegram. A, a telegram. Thank and he, you. he walks into the swamp with a rope, hands pierced and honey cut. A telegram. And Sydney's there too. And they open it. Gentlemen, look, look up. And they look up. And by this time, Charles has tied a half hitch. No, I'm sorry, a clove hitch around the tent pole. And you hear a jeep start up, and the the string goes taut, and then from the outside we see the tent pole collapse. Which is odd because I said to Chris, well, that's his house too, so he's destroying his own home. But I guess they're in it, so they are. You know, now he can sit and watch them trying to get out in the dark yeah. in a tent with heavy, you know, that Canva yeah. tent canvas is heavy. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, his stuff would be fine. Oops, I'm getting kind of loud. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, no, that was that episode. I mean, do you have anything else? No, I don't. It was two fun, well, not fun episodes, because that last one was kind of heart-wrenching, but in a good way, because yeah. that's what happens in war. And if you didn't have any of that, it, it wouldn't be MASH. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I'm curious to see who wrote this one. It yeah. just feels like a, a hawk. <laughs> it, it does a little bit. Let's look. Guest stars were again Kevin Greer as Sergeant Jerry Nielsen, Alan Arbus returning as Major Sidney Friedman. It was okay. So it was written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs, but it was directed Did by Alan Alda. Oh, see, I didn't even know. I honestly did not look or know, <laughs> but I felt his his, his hand presence. in there. He likes to go a little bit deep. Yeah. You know, when, it's, yeah. when Alan Alda's in it, it's usually something that touches your emotions. Well, and there's a reason that in uh, the adult cartoon show Futurama, they have the mash, uh, like, Hawkeye bot, where it's either, I can't remember the top setting, but it was like a, a comedy, but on edge, or maudlin was the <laughs> other setting this robot okay. had. And this was a little... A bit maudlin, I suppose. Uh, the original air date was October 16th, 1978. Okay. Um, Two great episodes to join us for. Let us know what you think. Tell us if you think that, if you can tell who the director is just by watching yeah. an episode. Yeah. You know, we've had seven seasons, and certainly Alan Alda is starting to do more work mm-hmm. on the episodes. Can you pinpoint those already, or do you need more? Let us know. Head over to narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. And then you can navigate to the podcast section of the website, the Whiskey and Mash page. Right there on the page, there are two links. One takes you to our Facebook page. You can contact us on there. Like us, follow us, so that whenever we release an episode and I put the synopsis of the episode out there, you see it right away. Also on that Narclan Inc. page is a, a hyperlink to our email, so you can email the podcast directly. Uh, I don't think we've gotten any emails yet, though. Uh, if you've sent some, please go over to Facebook and let us know, because <laughs> yeah. then, then me, the webmaster, has to take a look at that. Uh, but if you have enjoyed this episode or past episodes, and you would like to listen to more all the raw mp3s of all of our past episodes are available on that narclaninc.com slash whiskey and mash homepage. You can either download them or direct them directly, download them directly, <laughs> off of the webpage for your listening pleasure. Or if you do the podcast thing, you can head over to the iTunes podcast store and search for Whiskey and Mash or your po- favorite podcast application. Search for Whiskey and Mash and you can subscribe to us there. We would love it if you would leave a uh, little rating and review so that other people can find us easier. Also, if you do the Stitcher radio thing, you can find us there by searching for Whiskey and Mash as well. Okay. Well, great episode. Yeah. As always, but we're biased. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week, I'm Chris. And I'm Gloria. We'll see you next time. Have a great week. Yeah, I'm really, I like season seven. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like everything leading up to it, too. Yeah. But I like season seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, I, on, on the note that I started the episode, I can't, I don't think I've ever listened to one of our episodes. Really? Yeah. Is it, you don't like to hear yourself? I don't know. I don't know. I like, I'll just turn them on at work sometimes because...
always like to hear if I need to change <laughs> yeah. or like if you have to tell me too many times that I say hot dog instead of PJ. Or, oh, look, I did it. <laughs> yeah, hot dog. Whatever. <laughs> have a good week. Have a good week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>